Yeah. Are we on? Goes quiet on the set. Take thirty-seven. <laughs> Get it done, Badger. <laughs> and we're live. The Badger Verse Line One and Done Podcast Number Four. I think this is. We've been away for a while, but we've come back with a special guest. Welcome along, Robin Smith, the one and only. Hi. There we go. Thanks for having me. That's all right. Cody's Great here introduction. too. I am yeah. here as well. Badger, <laughs> we are, we're sharing a mic for those of you that can't see us today, and Badger's very pushy with his microphone. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of cuddling yeah, happening over by that nice microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I said, the one and only Robin Smith, but I feel like it's a name that there are a lot of, and it turns out there are, because I did some Facebook searching last night, and uh, couldn't find you, but I found I'm, about I'm 12 sorry, others. I'm sorry, Badger. Some Facebook creeping, creeping. is the word we use, Badger. Creeping, right. <laughs> Yeah, carry on. I want to yeah. hear this through. Um, well, there's not much of a story. I just was like, well, we've got a, we, we've got this podcast to do, and Robin's coming on, and I was um, always a bit nervous about the podcasts, and uh, mostly because I know you're not going to do much, and I have to uphold the show. Mm, so I thought mm. I'd better get on there and uh, do some research, and uh, try and learn a little bit about Robin, see if I catch her out anywhere. And already she's uh, proven me wrong in the two minutes that we've met today so far. So uh, I feel like all my research was for nothing. But we'll still go with it anyway. It's a sad state of affairs, Badger. It is. So, <laughs> so Robin runs the Healthier Humans Co-op. Is that right? Is, no, I'm already getting that wrong. See? So many mistakes Just let already. Robin tell us, mate. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I just want to give some background. Okay, Because okay. from here on, you're probably not going to hear my voice. And <laughs> we all know that's mostly what the listeners come for. Uh, so Robin is a physio, a CrossFit. Was it? Sorry. Oh, it was, is. Was. You're always a physio, really. You've helped me I out, guess. Penny. So I, I know Robin from the gym. Um, she's a physio was a CrossFit coach for a bit, and I, I labelled her as a life coach. And, whoa, the reaction on her face made me so happy, but also so sad because I was looking forward to going toe-to-toe with a life coach because um, I, I have my own preconceptions of life coaches that I wanted to, to get out in the open. But she tends to agree, I think. So we'll, uh, we'll let Robin take from there. You can, you can correct me on the, the life coach term if you'd like. What would you – do you label yourself these days? I think it's a good place to start for them to go on that one. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, I wouldn't call myself that. Um, And (laughs) no, I don't have anything against life coaches. It's just not what I how I would describe what I do. I would. I I don't usually use a title actually or a label if wherever possible. Um, But (laughs) but I would say if it if it was a more accurate reflection of the work that I think I do, it would probably be more of like a life strategist. So helping people think more strategically about their life and then kind of the systems and habits and mindset that they need to cultivate in order to actually be able to live out whatever that ideal is for them. So I wouldn't necessarily call it a life coach just because of, yeah, I think the image it conjures up in in people's heads and, you know, it's a varied industry the same way that a lot of them are, which is you could take an online, you know, course or you could do a more in-depth field of study. And so, I mean, again, I haven't done those things, so I can't really comment from experience, but uh, that's why I would prefer to separate myself yeah, out enough. of that 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 pool. title. Well, yeah. Just on my, I actually did two of those courses recently, mm. um, and it wasn't an official course. It was more like I'm very curious about what all this stuff is, and there were lots of options out there. But you're exactly right. Basically, you watch a few videos, 
Um, there may have been some kind of exam at the end of it, or not even at the end of it, out of every unit. And then you download your certificate or you pay for it if you want one delivered. Um, but really, for me, it was more about just, I want to learn a little bit more about what's going on out there, what's what, yeah. what's going on. So I suppose, Robin, what, why would you say that your role as a life strategist? Strategist. Strategist, sure. sorry. Uh, so why is it kind of needed today and, and, and sort of our times today? What would be you know, the top reasons for you? Yeah, that's a good question. I would say probably, I think one of the biggest reasons is because our world is really noisy now. Um, you know, technology is amazing, but I think a lot of what it's done is made us be able to go really wide on things, but not necessarily deep. And so we have access to a ton of information, but not necessarily good filtering systems and how to filter through that information, pick out what's relevant, discard what's extraneous, and actually like hone in on what is essential for us. And so I think helping people think strategically through those things is probably actually the skill that most people need to cultivate and develop. Um, we teach this to our kids all the time is just trying to think critically through things. Like just because it's popular, doesn't mean it's healthy. Just because it's popular or there's a lot of it doesn't mean it's the right choice for you. So um, I don't think adults are, are that different. I don't think we, I think we like to think we are. <laughs> Just because we've gotten older, we assume that there's a, a level of maturity in thinking or analyzing that isn't always part of the package. So it's more that. It's just because I think in a world where there's so much noise, one of the greatest skill sets we can develop is how to find the stillness, how to focus, and how to like cut away all the stuff that is not actually adding value to us. Yeah, good call, Dave, because the distractions and noise, like you said, it's every day. And even from someone from a fitness perspective, for example, which is where our sort of arena is, people chop and change every week. You know, I want to do this. I want to be a CrossFitter. Now I want to be a bodybuilder. Now I want to be a, a Zumba instructor. Now I want to be... So it's whatever sort of flies into the radar, doesn't it? Like from all these different directions. Um, and it's so hard to, to know what to stick with or to give a chance to or to figure it all out. You know, How, and, long, how long to stick how with it. Yeah, and how long yeah. to stick with it for. So yeah. I, and I get that whole strategic thing because that's really... But, but having no one... If you don't have anyone to talk this through, then you are sort of at the mercy of you know, your, your monkey brain a little bit, eh? They all mm -hmm. bounce around, so... Yeah, um, or your peer group. Yeah, yeah, true, or your peer group, that's right. And 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 I think, you know, if you look at YouTube now, you might do type in one video. Let's say I've just had a little bit of interest right now mm -hmm. in one thing. Now, all of a sudden, my news feed's filled with everything related to that, so now I'm like, oh, I'm right. I'm going to do this one this week. And, um, you know, I'm not sure where I'm going with that, but it's very... I, I get that, and I'm one of those people sometimes. Yeah, mm. yeah. And, and I think... Um, the question that a lot of people fail to ask outside of, am I interested in this or, you know, whatever the initial curiosity is, is am I learning from people that actually have results or am I learning from people who have theories and opinions? Yeah. And that's probably the biggest thing. Because I, I just think you, you, it doesn't make sense from a fitness perspective. And I always go back to like physiology and fitness because it's so obvious but the same principles that make someone great in that industry, same principles that are going to make you good in your finances, you know, similar maybe into your marriage or the relationships that you have. It's just learning how to pull those principles out and actually apply them into a different arena. And so that's a lot of the stuff that we work through with people and, and get to talk about is, well, what are the core elements that make you good here? Like, let's say you've been a great athlete or you've, you know, really um, proficient at music or law or whatever it is. 
and you pull out some of those basic core principles, then it's okay, cool. Like, how do we apply that to your budget? Like, how do we apply that to getting this other area on track? So, uh, you know, my belief is that people actually do have a lot of wisdom inside of them. It's just that we are easily distracted. It's loud. And so, again, that comes back to the filtering thing, which is, okay, we'll help people, like, actually get in touch with what is already there and maybe supply them with some additional perspective tools, resources, so they can figure a lot of that stuff out. You know, I've used this before. We might have talked about it in another podcast, but that thing you used to talk about, the sort of finding the language that they speak, right? So I used to coach a lot of business executives, and these dudes are high, high achievers, extremely successful in their in their business side of life, but often other areas are sort of lacking, whether it's their families or their marriages or for us and, and what we really deal with is their, phys- their physical appearance, for example, or their health. And it's kind of is like finding the right language that fits what they know, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's why I used to like deposits, withdrawals, balance sheets, you know, in the red, in the black, all these things, you know, financially rich, physically bankrupt, you know, all these different things where it's kind of, because they know how to achieve on the highest levels. And it's a similar thing on this side, same language, mm. but we just need to get you, um, you know, sorry, bit of a different language, but we need to get on the same language so you understand yeah. and then can build from that. Yeah. And I think it's also a reflection of that saying that uh, where focus goes, energy flows. So if you look at how a lot of us are socialized, we're socialized to be very work focused. We're socialized with how to excel in a career, but there's not the same emphasis on maybe excelling or finding depth in your relationships or your spiritual life or whatever it is that's important to you. And I just think, well, we can't really be surprised at some of the issues that we're facing when it's so skewed to one aspect of your life and we forget that actually our life is way bigger than just what we do for money, mm-hmm. you know? And yes, hopefully we're adding value at the time that we're doing it, but but it it's, you can't, like, yeah, it's that compartmentalization while I'm, I'm succeeding here um, and often at the expense of these other things. And it's just, I think, helping people bring that back into perspective, which is, no, no, no. Like, we're looking at building a life, not just a career. So, like, let's pull out the like the similar elements and actually, like, let's help you build up the other areas that you say matter. So you don't wake up at 50 and have a midlife crisis. Or 40. Or 40. <laughs> or 28. It happened to me at 28. It was a quarter-life crisis. Really? Yeah. That's That's, yeah. Yeah, I think it, it hit me because um, you basically just answered every question I had in one thing. That was uh, pretty impressive. That's a good run through. Now I'm panicking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, because that's always been a fear of mine because I, I'm quite heavily work focused or was for quite a while. And I think I got that from my mum and then I watched her pass away quite early, not experiencing retirement mm-hmm. or any, didn't get to benefit from the fruits of her labour, basically. Yep. And I, I was just like, oh, wow, that was rough. And then the last couple of years, I've done the exact same thing. And I'm, I love what I do. But now I'm like still neglecting my kids and the wife and all that stuff. And now I'm like, oh, is, the, is it worth it? Is it going to be worth it in the end? Even if I do succeed in business and get everything I wanted out of that, yeah, is, would it have been worth it at the expense of the kids and stuff? So it's, it's quite a challenge to get the head around a little bit. Mm. You know, so I mean, if I make millions, then it was worth it. Is what I'm trying to say. Sorry, Riley. Sorry, Lucy. But that's how it is. If Dad gets a Ferrari. Yeah. But I suppose you do hear those stories, right, of those of those business-focused people, and you'll always say, when are you going to spend time with your kids? 
and they'll say, well, once we're successful and we've got all the money that I can stop working and they're about 16 years old, then I'll spend time with them. And by that time, the kids are like, I don't even know you, don't man. Know like, you. Wh- Why am I going to hang out with you for? I've got friends, girlfriends, boyfriends. I've got things to do. You know, you weren't here at the, at the tough times or the times I needed you. So how are you going to, what do you do? Who are you? Mm-hmm. Like, back away, fella. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of it comes out of like a really good place, you mm. know. I think yeah. there is like that natural like protector, provider instinct in people. And I would just ask the question, what is provision really? Mm. Like is provision just money or is it these other things? Right, because everything you hear now is time. Like mm. time is way more valuable. Kids don't need toys or anything. They just want to spend time with you. Mm. It's it's rough <laughs> until they're with you, and then they just say, oh. "I hate you, Dad." And <laughs> Can you buy me, me this thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need all the things, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you want to hang out, but we're bored. Yeah. We have nothing to do. Could you buy me some cool stuff? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Or can I have your phone, please? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I saw on your Facebook page you've got the is it the Simple Life Challenge? Is that or, or oh. Simple Life thing? I, I, yeah, I went deep. Oh, like back in the day. Yeah. Whole life challenge. Whole life challenge. Yeah, are you familiar with that? I feel like you guys would be familiar with that. So, yeah, yeah, it's a challenge that I really liked. Uh, So was willing to kind of facilitate and run a few times here in Christchurch for some different groups because they have more of that holistic focus. Mm -hmm. So it is, yes, you get same kind of like points for your nutrition. Mm -hmm. Similar to what you guys are doing with your Mm -hmm. six-week challenge is there's that like personal Mm. element to it or um yeah just something beyond just the nutrition and exercise there's usually a uh, a personal challenge or something to focus on each week so let's say the ones that stick out in my mind right now because it's been years since i've done this would be like a random acts of kindness challenge so that week in order to get your points you need to perform random acts of kindness so it was a little bit more than just what are you eating and are you training? Yeah. So. Well, the random act of kindness what, would be quite fun. What mm. year did this one start? I can't remember. Oh. I think it was just a year after the Evolve Challenge, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Is that never, the six week challenge? Heard that. Never heard really of that. Heard of that. <laughs> it's definitely still not on the nutritional guide I hand out. Because, definitely yeah. not. <laughs> Well, yeah. the funny thing was, based on that, we, we set up a program. Well, I originally set this up many years ago with something very similar, but we f- focused on, I was doing a lot of work with Reebok. So the, the, the Delta was based around social, mental, physical. So every day the goal to be fa- based, based around those three. Now, of course, physical was an easy one. Mental and the social were the hard ones. Eh? So things would be stuff like people can design their own. It could be acts of kindness. It could be the big one that we did for everyone one day was no cell phone use in front of loved ones, which crushed everybody. Eh? Like the points... Mm-hmm. This is probably before you were involved in them, but I'm kind of hurt because yeah. you always used your phone in front of me. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I'm sorry. Well, I was coaching it. I wasn't doing it, but oh. no. Um, but yeah, so those those ones were really powerful. The social ones ended up being, you know, because they're the hardest ones, and often they were ones that took the whole day of work, working and, out, just and you'd do build the work such and a habit around those social social ones too. Mm. The bad habits, yeah, so oh, hard yeah. to break. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned before, and I'll just get back to that because I'm pretty sure I read simple life or something on your Facebook page. So, And you mentioned before, even in your comment, just, just here, um, to simplify life. Do you have, like, criteria um, that helps people whittle down what they should be focused on when, when they yeah, uh, come so, and see you? So that's a big focus for me is, yeah. um, I guess, like, the theme, if I have to theme my life, I guess yeah. how I would describe it is I want it to be simple and elegant. Mm. So whatever that means for me. Yeah. And, I, and I hope other people feel the same. You know, I pick a word every year that's kind of like the theme of the year. And But just in terms of like the idea of 
how will you know you've hit your goal if you don't know what the goal even is? And so how do we know what we're putting all this time, energy, and effort into if we've not taken the time to first clarify what that is? So for me, that really stuck out when I was thinking about it. I'm like, well, what do I want, you know, my life to look like? And that was it. That's easy for me. Simple and elegant, meaning when I say simple, I don't mean simplistic. I mean essential. Mm. Uh, And so I'm a big fan of essentialism, if you've read that book. For sure, read it. I I would read it. I have probably read it every year since I first got it. It's one of my favorite books ever. But the principle is this, is what is actually essential in your life? And um, the idea is less but better. So the same way, I mean, you could think about anything. Okay, so when it comes to clothing, for example, like we have lots of fast fashion, but I just think, well, but what's timeless? And so invest in some quality pieces there. Because that's, you might have less, but it's better. It's better quality. It's better for the environment. It's better uh, treatment of the people that made it, whatever that means to you. And so the same thing when we look at our life, I think a lot of times we just allow stuff in, but we haven't necessarily been strategic about, but do I want that? And is that actually serving me? Is that adding value to me? Or is it just kind of like crept in because I didn't have any boundaries? So essentialism is more the idea that, okay, once you identify what's essential, then you need systems in place to protect those things because it's so easy for it to just get like drowned out with random crap. Do you you think a little bit of that kicks in because of people trying to be creative maybe a little too often and adding in more chaos? rather than just having it kind of creep in naturally. Mm. I feel like maybe some people get sick of wearing blue jeans and a white t-shirt every day. And so they're like, oh, I need different stuff. I, don't know, I just, variety is the spice mm. of life as well, right? But, so. if, but if, so that would be something that you would identify as essential to you would might be creativity. Okay. And so then it's like, okay, well, cool. Like how do you, how do you um, nurture and how do you kind of actually grow your creativity in a way that is intentional rather than kind of like reactionary or kind of scattered. So it's more just about um, streamlining your life so that the things you say matter most actually get priority. Oh, I like that. Mm. Because we can say these things matter. Yeah. And people always ask people like, so what would you say your top three values are, right? Or what are the five five most important things to you? You don't. Oh, yeah, so that's where you, you start. Have a, you have an idea. I think most oh. people kind of have a general, like, sense. Like, yeah. oh, these are things that are important to me. Um, why are they important? Yeah, why yeah. are they important? Uh, and also, like, what's your emotional reaction to things? You know, because sometimes what you value, you might not know until, like, something makes you really angry. Like an injustice, like say, for example. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to all the life coaches out there, I respect what you do. I hope you've been well trained. Uh, um, okay. Before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. No, She's I very just, nice. Hey, I can say that because I can say the same thing about personal training. Ooh. Right? Is like yeah, it's that's a wide, wide spectrum, yeah. and <laughs> that scares me a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually. Yeah. Um, so same, same. Um, sorry, I forgot what we were talking about. Values. I like to ramble. Oh, so, yeah, values. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is the interesting part is um, when you when I ask people like, well, so what are your values or what? And and I don't just mean like love and you know, and maybe that's one. That's not a bad one. Or family or you know. And so it's like, okay, well, what is the truest expression of that value for you? What does that actually mean? What does that look like in your life? Because if you show me your kind of like where your time, money, and energy goes. Regardless of what you say, your life tells me what you value. 
Yeah. Yeah? That's good. Yeah. Like scary and exposing. Mm. Yeah. So, but but that's the whole point of awareness and exposure is not to make you feel bad, but it's to say, okay, so So your value should be something that just Do I want to stay like that? Right. Cuz and I think part of it and this may be a little bit um it's 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 nuanced in in a sense where there's seasons. Like if you're starting a business, of course you're out of balance. Yeah. Like that's okay. Yeah. But that can't be a sustainable thing. So at what point is that going to come back and maybe right. the balance is going to shift the other way? And I think that's where a lot of people get frustrated and burnt out is they're like, okay, I'm in this. I'm going to give it everything. But for whatever reason, systems, planning, strategy, they're always in that survival state. And so, yeah, then there never is a rebalancing or reprioritization of, of what's important. And I think that's actually where you see the the most cases of burnout or like my kids hate me or I don't, you know, I'm on my third marriage and, you know, like, you know, whatever it is, uh, however that ends up manifesting for people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's just that it's because either we haven't worked in seasons or we haven't taken the time to clarify that this is what's important. I might have to do some of these things now to get myself into a position where I can actually like rebalance things out. Does that make sense? Yeah. And do you think with those things, that's when people get that whole fear of feeling selfish? Like where you're all of a sudden like, oh, I'm doing this. I'm not, but you sometimes have to be, right? So I think that's something that I suppose a lot of listeners probably understand too, where you feel like it's, I shouldn't be doing that because then I'm taking time away from there, like in a selfish way. You know, if yeah. it's a physical thing, I mean, most of the time we want to look good naked, right? A lot of people want to do that or perform well, whatever it is, but it seems very selfish. So how do, how, what do you say to people that have that sort of mentality around that whole sort of structuring the, the goals and values and things? Yeah, good question. So I would probably just ask, what do you mean by selfish? Taking so much time up mm. for your own personal gain when you could be putting that into hanging out with your kids or whatever. So so I'll be like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym and work out or I'll go ride a mountain bike for two hours and be away from the family. Um, mm. Is that okay to do yes. often like in terms of okay. your values? Yeah, so, so I would look at it maybe in more of um, maintaining capacity rather than, I mean, yes. Are people sometimes like just purely selfish? Sure. Mm. Welcome to humanity. But there's a big difference between like self-care and self-indulgence, right? And I think self-care is important. And even what you said, Cody, like should we be? Like that's one of the things I try and help people understand is when you listen to your language, it's very exposing of the underlying beliefs. Mm. And so, you know, one of the things I always tell people is I would encourage you to remove that word Mm. or replace that word in your vocabulary. So it's not, oh, should I do this? Like, oh, I shouldn't eat the cake. Okay, well, we all know what's going to happen then. Like, you're going to eat the cake, Mm. right? (laughs) Especially if you're like me, which is like a resentful, like, oh, okay, like I'll do that, but I'll hate you for it. Um, But uh but yeah, it's it's that idea like, should you do it? Maybe. Could you do it? Yes. Does it serve you? Yes. Kind of the same way you've probably heard the idea, if you change your have-tos into get-tos, it's revolutionary. Like, you don't have to go to the gym. You get to. You don't have to tuck your kids in. You get to. I don't have to hang out with my kids. I get to go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sure, yes. yes. But, but coming back to that is... But if you aren't replenishing yourself, what do you have to give? Yeah. So if one of your values is to be able to be present, to give good energy to your family, and you're not recharging in any way, then 
That's true. I always do feel better if I go do something for myself, yeah. selfishly, or not so selfishly, but I always come back and I'm a better dad. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And I think it's, I heard this analogy and I, it just stuck with me um, from someone, I don't even remember where it came from, but uh, this idea that, you know, when you're self, like when your iPhone's on 5%, you know, you just plug it in. You're not like, you better earn this charge. Mm, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. but we do that. Yeah. You're almost like, oh, I haven't earned this time. And they're like, well, are you on 5%? You, it's, it's not about whether you earned it or not. It's like you need it. Mm, yeah. So I think just maybe putting it in that perspective is selfish is like when you're fully replenished and you're, I think, avoiding things on purpose um, because it makes you uncomfortable. I just think that's usually where the self-absorption comes in is it has to do with like our feeling. Choosing what you should be doing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's when we're choosing comfort over what we, our values, then I would say that, yeah, that's probably a bit selfish and maybe not even selfish, but just self-absorbed. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like where all suffering comes from anyway. The big thing that I'd like to talk about eh, is just get away from comfort. Too much Mm. comfort. Mm. Mm. But then I guess you need a little bit every now and then. Mm. Yeah. It's a funny one because, um, Remember back in the day, Badger, this is sort of uh, a mate of ours challenged me to a 30-day no-workout challenge. <laughs> it sounds as bad as it was. And the reason behind this was because we, we were putting all our happiness and our excitement and all our energy into because we worked out. You know, that whole thing where we, we, no, we didn't actually go too far. This is just a normal sort of time. I'm not sure why he thought this was the right time to do this. But um, he's like, well, we, we can't say, well, if I don't work out today, I won't be happy. You know, which makes total sense, of course, and you have to be able to balance it out or, or be able to say, sure, I didn't work out today, but it doesn't matter. You know, we're these days at a much better space for that. But um, so, yeah, that whole take it away so we can just be happy without making working out our identity, mm. which is quite hard to do. Um, I must add that was the worst 30 days I've ever done, not because we didn't work out, but because the damage it did on the first workout back was a total <laughs> disaster. Pull ups and kettlebell swings, and I was T Rex for about three weeks. Yeah, (laughs) it was not a good idea. (gasps) Yes. Because again, again, I think it goes into what Robin was saying that Mm. you needed those workouts to take your battery up from 5 to 95%, so you could be better at home. Mm. Yeah, so it wasn't actually the workouts that were the problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a good idea. Exactly. That's sort of the point there was it's. Huge mistake, Chad. Oh, mate. (laughs) I'm going to name and shame him. Chad Whitman. Dumb idea, Chad. <laughs> I still, I've still got T. I'm still T-Rexed a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah, but yes, it's it's um. But I, again, uh, Robin, I quite like. Let's let's just circle back a little bit about the distraction things because we're talking about about being a parent or whatever it is. Um, that whole cell phone and that whole distraction while in front of your kids and Badger will probably understand this as well. And we all understand it. Like when your phone is away or the battery's dead or it's locked in your car and you are 100 percent present with your kids. How much more fun and rewarding and less stress is it? That's just a statement. <laughs> or a question. That's not a question. It's <laughs> a question. Yeah, it question. But have you experienced this badger? Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's uh, it's a terrifying couple of minutes when that battery goes dead and you look around and all you see is your kids. You're like, oh no, I'm gonna have to hang out with these guys now. Thirty minutes in, you're like, yeah, this is not too bad. Mm. Thirty minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That, it, it is awesome. It is so good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's, again, just comes back to like what you do value. Because a lot of us would say we value relationships. But then when you look at the way we treat the people in our life, it's like, "Mm, but do you really? Yeah. And um, the idea that, I know it's real cheesy, but like that whole idea of like being present is the greatest present that you could give someone. Yeah. Um, 
And that's what I say to my husband. I'm like, the, the best thing that you could do for me is give me your full attention. Like, mm-hmm. I feel the most loved when I have your full attention. That's it. I'm not a big gifts person. I don't care about that stuff. But, like, like full attention means a lot to me. And I think kids are the same. You know, I've made it a rule. So our girls are a little bit older. Teenagers. Not really teenagers anymore. 19 and 20. Whoa. Turning 20 and 21. Yeah. And, uh, and they're a bit brutal at it. But they're getting better. Because we would just talk about it. We just say, hey, how do you feel if you're trying to talk to me and I'm on my phone? Right, and they're like, "Oh yeah, like that doesn't feel very good." I'm like, "Yeah, same. I'm 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 still a human. Like I'm your stepmom, but like I'm still a human. Like that still matters to me too." And so, yeah, they're much better at like, "Oh okay, like yeah, let's put the phone down." And I mean, it's small things. When I come into the house, I kind of have this little like transition time. So I like take out my AirPods because I'm always either mm-hmm. responding to something, talking to someone listening to a podcast or, you know, I'm always kind of on in, in that zone. And so I always make sure, okay, AirPods out, phone away. And like, I walk into the house ready to actually be there for the people that are in my life. Where I, whereas I think when we're kind of reacting to stuff, we just like, we run in and we're like still mid doing something. And then we're annoyed when someone wants to talk to us or when someone's like, can you pick me up? You know? God, and it's like, so ah! I'm so bad at this. <laughs> and, and honestly, like it's so yeah. simple. Well, what happens if you just, you know, sit in your car for an extra four Four minutes, mm-hmm. you know, finish what you're doing and then put everything away. So when you walk into the house, you're like, oh, I'm actually home. Not I'm physically present, but like my brain is still over here. I've done that a couple of times without thinking about that. Mm-hmm. I've just sat in my cars and I'll go through and I'll check my emails real quick to make sure there's nothing urgent, check the messages. But yeah, and it does feel better now reflecting back on that. I didn't realize. Yeah. But then there's other days when I walk in the house face down on a phone you know, oh, and sit down. Drop and kick say, my two-year-old across yeah. the room. Just, Let yeah, me finish this. I'm just going to finish this first. Let yeah. me get this done, and I'll be with you. Yeah. And then you're never with them. You're still yeah. getting it done for four hours, and then dinner yeah. comes. And yeah, it's but we cool. like we teach people getting how to respond, mm. right? Or we and, and like our actions kind of teach people how much we value them. So I remember hearing someone say, "You know, I never wanted to like walk downstairs." And the first look on my face be one of judgment or criticism. Anytime my kids saw me, I wanted the first look on my face to be one of delight. Like, I'm happy to see you. I'm glad you exist. Like, I love you. I'm like, oh, so guilty. Because I'm like, oh, nah, how many, it, how many times? Sometimes I come home, it's late at night. And I see my little girl up and I'm like, get your ass to bed. <laughs> yeah. Can't do it. Can't give her a smile. Yeah. She knows she needs to be in bed. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. That always stuck with me because I was like, yeah, okay, so... I don't ever want them to feel like they aren't valued and wanted. Yeah. It doesn't mean I don't have, I have lots of standards mm. that my, the girls will tell you. Like I have lots of standards, very clear on boundaries and all of that kind of stuff. But I always want them to know that like, yes, some of the stuff, the work that I do, it is important. It matters. It just doesn't matter right now when the option is to be with them mm. or to finish this task. And I'm a task-oriented person, so I really had to work hard on this, which is, all right, okay, like the task can wait. No one will die. But for the person that I say, you know, like committed to raising or committed my life to, how they feel about our relationship matters more than how that person feels about waiting another five minutes Mm. to get a response from me kind of thing. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah, that's way better than my response. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'll take care of the task. I've got the whole rest of her life to make it up to oh. her. But with, with that whole being present thing, I actually, I, so I, 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 I was, and I'll say was, because I used to be quite good at this, especially when I, the busier I was, the better I was at balancing out my, my presence and, and being there with it. So when I was in Korea and quite busy with everything, I, I got creative one day with my son when he's quite young. We built this thing called the Be Here Now box. And so on the outside of this box, we drew pictures of all the activities and wrote down what we could do. So when I came home, the phone would go in the box, you close it up, and then we choose something to do on the top of the box. And so whatever he wants, it's his choice. The phone is gone. And then I just stopped doing it, especially these days. I feel like I'm not as busy. Pretty sure I saw that box in the recycling bin. Mate, it's at your house. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and it's showing up on your front door (laughs) tomorrow. It's with me and Badger when we see each other. You need this more than I do. I'm going to make my name on that box now. But um, I just found that when when I was very busy, and I sort of talk about mojo, but in those days I sort of felt like I was much more – more intense with my work but more balanced with it as well and then now I'm sort of chasing that again so now I'm sacrificing kids time just what we talked about before because I'm like I've got to do this I've got to do this I'm trying to get back to the high performing level that I felt like I was so it's really interesting that the busier I was the better I was at everything and now the quieter I am the more fitness will slack off a little bit or nutrition gets worse or Mm. you know so that's sort of my challenge right now is to sort of you know and, and like we were sort of saying before with the language, like there's a lot of things in the past that leaves clues. Like, well, what were you doing then to be that successful? And what mm-hmm. were you doing then to be able to do that? And I've got to be more aware to take it back and try to sort of pick out these clues and pointers as, as to why. Like, what was the difference? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And it's very, uh, I mean, it's something that I've got to work on a lot, but it's tough. Yeah. So I, yeah. Think, I think it mm-hmm. comes, like, this is all good and we give all these nice things to say, but then there's the practical application of it, mm. right? And then, so it comes down to routine, I think, structure mm-hmm. and habits. Totally. Mm-hmm. And Nobody's that good. Right? It's so hard to maintain. And, and us as people who are trying to help other people get to this, it's mm-hmm. so hard to reinforce those when you can't be there slapping the bad food mm-hmm. out of their hands mm-hmm. and, you know, the cell phones, I guess, in mm-hmm. my case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just asked, like, for me, I find it really important. I'm a really, I'm quite a structured person. If someone interrupts that time slot that I've set aside to do a task, like I said, task oriented, it ruins that, that block of time I've mm-hmm. set aside. It's, I find it really hard. Um, like I'm so bad. I'll be in the middle of something. Someone will say something to me. They'll leave. I'll finish what I'm doing. And then I'll answer the question <laughs> like out loud. It's, it's, totally it's so weird. Yeah. I just can't help. I, it's like, I segment everything. And for you who, who helps with these systems, do, do you really preach the, like routines and systems and structure and processes for all that stuff? Yeah, yeah, the idea that, I mean, nobody rises to the level of their intention. We always fall to the level of our systems. Mm. We all have good intentions. We're just yeah, not that good. Um, and so, oh. <laughs> I, I mean, because the reality is, like, we all have systems the question is, are they effective? Yeah. Everybody has systems, right? Like if you come in and your natural go-to is to check social media or to plop on the couch and grab a bag of chips, like whatever your Mm. routines and habits are, like you have some sort of habit or system. Mm. It's just, is it working? Is it serving you? And so you have systems. It's just, are they effective? And maybe if they're not, then cool. Like what does it look like to tweak them? Some people are scared of them too, I think. Yeah. But, but I mean, I'm not that... I mean, I like Jocko, but the whole, like, discipline is freedom thing, yeah. like, there's a lot of merit to that. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily, because I was someone who was like, I like being spontaneous, like, I don't really like structure, and yeah. I'm like, I love structure. Yeah. Because mentally and emotionally, total freedom. Yeah. 
right? And you just kind of like, you know, mm. it's you're not um, debating and losing that, that negotiation energy. Like if you're always negotiating, am I going to work out today? Am I not going to work out today? It's freaking exhausting. Mm-hmm. But if you're just like, yeah, this is just what I do. This is just who I am. Like, it's not a big deal. You can like, set you aside some structured point. time for creativity and you can. spontaneity. Right. <laughs> well, it's what they talk about. So, like, with writing, for example, like, which most people would say is a creative endeavor, the best writers are, like, incredibly disciplined. Mm. The first two hours, first three hours of the day, like, that's where we go. Come or, on, JJ Martin. You know, it whatever out. it is. Like, the first hour, even if you only did something for an hour or 20 minutes or whatever the habit is, it's like, yeah, but... That's actually what creates consistency. That's what, you know, you, you see. So, yeah, people are always waiting to be hit by motivation or inspiration. I'm like, nah, just you like, listen to our podcast. It in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. But I, I think, um, just coming, what was your original question? Like about uh, just, systems? Just the, yeah. Like, I've, I've coached some people, um, possibly married to a person who, like, rebels against structure mm-hmm. and, and routine. And it's just nice to hear someone say what you just said, really, mm-hmm. that it is hugely important and helps a lot. So, yeah, yeah, I think uh, get at it, listeners. Yeah. Well, Plan it out. I like that. There's nothing more powerful than a made up mind, right? When you've made your mind up, I'm going to wake up at six o'clock every day and it's just who you are and what you do now, right? You mm-hmm. sort of, it's really powerful when you when you really commit. Not, 90, not 98% or 100%. Yeah. Because there's 98% still room to, to sleep in and push the news, eh? Yeah. 98% sucks. Yeah. 100% is awesome. 98% sucks. Yeah, you heard it here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Good. I like that. Mm. Yeah. But a lot of the stuff you're talking about, the systems or like the little tweaks are actually yeah. not that big of a tweak necessarily. It's just getting like a little bit How of clarity on How it. How do you get to cross that line into, into structure? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it comes down to what what's important to you and what does that actually look like? Right. Going back so to what are your values and what does that look like? Yeah. So say, for example, like I am task oriented, not right or wrong, good or bad. It just is. That's no, very good. But I am. I am. So because I know that about myself, I have to be more intentional about being people oriented. And so I have systems in place to help me be more people oriented because if I didn't, I would get a lot of things done and like burn all my relationships. Mm. It sounds terrible, but it's true. I need to make some phone calls. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, but it, it, if, um, say, for example, like your example of, okay, well, I do value accomplishing tasks. I do value feeling productive. So then maybe you just need to carve out really clear like boundaries in terms of what does that look like. So I set aside specific times and in these times, just communicate with the people in my life. Hey, I want to give you my best. So I'm setting aside these times where I'm going to focus on these tasks. So if you need something from me, like, can you come and ask and I'll tell you when I'm going to be available to talk about that or, you know, just know that during these times I'm not really available so you don't get constantly interrupted so a lot of it is just, well, what does that ne- need to look like for me? And then how do I need to teach the people around me that'll, what that'll that looks like? the best of everything then, because they get your full attention yeah. and your task gets completed quickly. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. That, that flows back to the fitness, doesn't it? Because when you coach a group and, you, and they want to still enjoy their social outings, but they want to really control what they're eating or when they're drinking, it's the same thing. It's like, look, for this week, I'm, sort of, I'm stuck doing what I'm doing. I want to focus on achieving these things. But next Friday... Let's book in dinner. Let's all go out together, have a nice a nice meal and a couple of beers and enjoy each other's company without any guilt or without any like, oh, I slipped up or I did any of this. It's all planned, yep. prepped up, and you just just makes that time so much better. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I mean, I'm real 
real follower of that one, like push it out, have some fun with it, eh? Yeah. Mm. And I think as long as there's like clarity and communication around when that is mm. going to happen, most people are totally satisfied with most. Some people are more impatient than others, but most people will respect that. Um, and, and so saying it is good for you is like, cool, that's my point. Like mm. I'll, I'll do tasks until I get to that point. Mm-hmm. And, then, and, then you can have some. and then you have to be able to rein yourself in and be like, right. Mm. I know I'm halfway through something, but I'm going to leave some notes for myself. I'm going to close the laptop and I'm going to go over here because that's part of my system. Mm. And that leads on to the whole workout, isn't it? Because once you're in the gym working out, you don't think about emails to be answered. Well, I don't anyway. Whatever's, whatever's in the background, it's your mind's so focused on what you're doing that everything else is Gone. Yeah, and that's great. So like at least one hour a day. <laughs> but I understand you, baby. You're in a different yeah. world right now, bro. Like, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> oh, that's my favorite part about working out is like you're just there. You're not oh, really man, anywhere else. Yeah, okay. You're, but when you I'm not when season. you're coaching, We're back into season. that's right. You're in this season. No, I'm, I've been really bad at it for a while. I'm, I think about a lot of stuff when you're working out. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't used to, but it's like you said. It's just. So, I mean, yeah. That, yeah mm. just, just still getting things up and do you, going. So. Do you brain dump? Brain dump. Yeah. Like, if your mind's real busy, do you ever just take, like, five minutes and just, like, write down everything that you need to get out of your brain? Yeah, nah. Oh. I have, I like writing oh, lists and stuff. So I, have, I do I do have my lists, and I'll add to yeah. the list, but then I just go, well, there's a lot of stuff on this list, and then that stress builds up. So I'm like, right, I've got to start chipping away at the list, and then I go, well, I don't need to work out today. I worked out three days ago, mm. and I keep going down the list. Yeah. So, yeah. But a list but is different than a dump. A it? dump is, like, just, these are all the things that are taking up bandwidth, energy yeah. and emotionally and mentally for me. So I just need to get them out. So I'm not trying to keep them in my working memory. Yeah. So I just need to get them out. So how do you get, you write them down? I just like, yeah. Yeah. Just Whatever. Okay. Just write down all the stuff that I've been thinking about. Like, oh, I need to call this person. I need to do this. Or oh, I need to remember to follow up on that. And yeah. just like get it all out. And then you can prioritize it and categorize it. Like and make a list of, mm. you know, kind of by order of importance. But at least it's all there. Yeah. It's all out. You're not trying to like hold on to it, yeah. which makes you really tired. Um, unfortunately, I think I'm, I've got to fight through this little phase, but I put that as more important than working out. Yeah, I would say it's, it's the, yeah, it's the phone, it, right? Right? Yeah. There is a season, but yeah. y- you know, if, if your, f- your phone is still <laughs> functional yeah. on 50%. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, good point. It, like it's it. still yeah. functional. Mm. Mm. Sure. But at some point, like you have to just be aware right are you getting down into that you know low battery kind of mode because are there signs yeah. that let people know that they're getting too low before right in the back of your head up here is what oh was me. that was that headache yeah. i had for a few yeah. weeks <laughs> the oh. eye twitch i guess yeah, 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 yeah definitely eye twitch <laughs> totally. oh, i don't know what you're talking about what signs mm. oh. well, the physical signs but then also i think the emotional signs as well like if you can feel yourself getting a bit snappy if you like me the easy one is like i get a little bit resentful and i'm like whoa okay where's that coming from well it's either because i haven't actually expressed what i need or how i feel or you know I've taken on too much yeah. and actually now I'm just mad about it. I'm mad yeah. at myself about it, but I'm mad about That's it. That's what normally happens after. You're mm. like, ah, oh, that was all me. Mm. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's helpful. It's good to know there's, there's mm. signs. There's signs. Well, when I was in your world, Badger, I, my, my one was the head. The, you know, I used to get these massive headaches behind yeah. my head. And I'm like. For those got, for those just <laughs> listening at home, Cody's cupping the back of my head he right really, now. Really? Like two fingers. My chest at the I'm same massaging time. them just <laughs> to keep them at ease. Oh, they're very tight. We're sharing a mic today, so uh, I'm very physical. And uh, so for me, I, I went to three different doctors because every doctor in Korea was like, you've got stress. And I'm like, I don't stress. What are you talking about? And then by the third one, I'm like, 
especially in Korea, they know what a stress headache is, probably better than anybody because everyone's stressing out. And I'm like, okay, what do I do? He goes, well, nothing, stop stressing, relax, have some bills. <laughs> and all that. But anyway, it was, once I sort of, you know, was told that by someone and, and sort of, it helped. But that was me where you're at, Badger, where, yeah. you know, working out no longer important, stressing out every day, answering emails at 11 p.m. at night before going to sleep. Like, everything that you shouldn't do, I was doing, and mm. it just paid, I mean, it was bad. Yeah, you were getting you up felt like really shit. then, so. Yeah. 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 yeah, and so in this season, you might just need to ask yourself, well, what are your baseline non-negotiables? Like on a good day, maybe you do a little bit more for yourself, but on a bad day or like on a busy, full, like feels chaotic day, like what are your baseline minimums? You know, so if your baseline minimum is, you know, even on the busiest day possible, I'm still going to like go for a walk while I answer voicemails yeah. or, you know, so something. So I would just say if you're in a season where it feels crazy, one, probably more than ever, you actually need to replenish. But <laughs> secondly, then you just have to figure out, well, what does that look like in this season? Yeah. Oh, I think that's really helpful to the listeners. Not for us, people who obviously Asking for a friend. If, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, done is better than perfect in that. Yeah. Right. Do something is yeah. better than just that's doing good. the workout. Yeah, yeah. Get that's something a great done. idea. Cool. I found this on the web. <laughs> <laughs> Thank right, you, sorry. Siri. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And that's us. Cool. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, so where can people find you in, in future if they oh, want to learn man, more from you? Man, that's such a good question. Uh, I do a lot of stuff mostly by word of mouth, to yeah. be honest. And the reason for that is because I find social media really exhausting. Yes. It's not life-giving it's for so me. It's so silly. So I, I actually have pretty much taken myself off all social media. Yeah, couldn't find you on Facebook. Yeah. A lot of Robin Smiths, though. Yeah. 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 Well, I use two names interchangeably as well. That doesn't help your situation. But um, I know. I my My husband had a pseudonym for yeah. when he was doing undercover work. And I'm yeah. like... We don't want people to find your stuff. Yeah. No, but... Um, um, well, now I've got to be looking again. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I'm working on a couple new things. I'm working on a new blog, which is kind of like more of the, the mental and emotional side of well-being. Um, so we'll keep, post, keep you posted about that. Yeah. Uh, Healthier Humans, we were running a handful of public events, uh, which were life by design. So a lot of the stuff that we're talking about, just people... You know, starting to get some framework for how they can think about designing their life, and um, I do lots of contract work as well. So awesome! Yeah. So if you if you want to get in touch with Robin, talk to Badger. Pretty much. I mean, you, I do technically have an Instagram account. It's Robin yeah. Michelle, but I deleted it off my phone on December thirty first, and oh, it has been nice. bliss yes. for yeah. the last month and a half. I didn't think it actually took up that much. Energy. I like. Yeah, you said that the mm. other day. Bandwidth. Holy I asked you to. Moly. I, I was asking you one about something, and you're like, yep. "I don't have the bandwidth for that." And you walked off, and I was like, "That is amazing." Oh, yeah. so you can just say, yeah. "Yeah." Instead of like, "Yeah, got it. I'll like, do it. Sure, I'll do it." You're just like, "There's no room in my life for that." And I was like, you, "That you can say that. You can just." You're allowed. Yeah. Yeah. It took me a long time yeah, to I get was, to yeah, that I place. Was, yeah, I wasn't hurt. I was like, "Absolutely, sure. If there's that's it, then that's it." I was so happy to. I was. I was happy to hear it. I was like, mm. cool, someone's just been straight up and said, no, I don't have that. I, I think vocab helps. I think words that, that are different words you use. Because I, yeah. I think if someone says, hey, let's take a trip, and you're like, oh, I don't have enough money for that. But I feel like if you said, oh, look, my budget doesn't allow for that at this stage, I feel like you're way more empowered. It's like because I'm in control yeah. here. Yeah. Or bandwidth, is, well, I don't use that. That's great. That was really cool. You know, yeah, otherwise like, you're yeah, just man. like, nah. <laughs> you know, but I was like, yeah. it's sort of, sort of saying, well, because I used to be 
well, probably still am to some extent, a big yes man of every opportunity under the sun. Someone comes to me, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Walk away, then two days later, I'm like, Shoot. I don't have the bandwidth for this. <laughs> yeah. Like, I seriously yeah. can't do this. Yeah. And then you do a yeah. bad job, or you have to pull out, or you have to yeah. embarrass yeah. yourself. Like, it just, there's so much to it where if you just said that straight up, oh, I love that. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Got a badger. And, and that's yeah, maybe it's one. a good thought to finish on, but the idea of kind of, uh, being strategic with your life, life by design, essentialism, any of that stuff is when you're clear on what you want to say yes to, saying no becomes a lot more simple. And also um, you realize that every time you are saying no, it's actually a yes to that thing you said mattered. Mm. So no becomes actually a lot more empowering than it does something to feel guilty about. I love that. Me too. Yeah, that's really good. That was my wow moment right there. Mm. Let's not go any further. Before we forget anymore, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to ruin it from here. All I've got is bad jokes in my head. We're going to go and re-listen to this and take notes. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much. That was great. Yeah, Maybe our most be- most actually helpful one yet. Robin, thank you very much for being here. We really appreciate it. Yeah, Learn thank heaps. you guys. Cool. Thanks, team. One and done podcast with the Badger versus Lion and Robin, and we're out. <laughs> yeah. oh.